Hi everyone, it's Roger here from what's on at DisneyPlus.com. It's time for a quick Disney Plus news router. We're going to be talking about Disney potentially closing down Disney Plus in a number of countries, Disney cutting back on the amount of dubbing that it does, and much more. But before we go any further, make sure you do hit that subscribe button to keep up with the latest Disney Plus news. Okay, let's start off talking first off about Disney potentially closing down Disney Plus in a number of countries. Now, I do not want everyone to start panicking and thinking Disney Plus is closing down and this country is going to... This is very much still in the early stages. So what happened was during the latest quarterly financial results, Bob Iger was asked about the international uh, sort of run of what they were looking to do on at Disney Plus. And he went on to say, We actually have been looking at um, multiple markets around the world with an eye toward prioritizing those that are going to help us turn this business into a profitable business. Uh, what that basically means is there are some markets that we will invest less in local programming but still maintain a service. There are some markets that we may not have a service at all. And there are others that we'll consider, I'll call it high potential markets, where we'll invest nicely for local programming, marketing, and full, basically full service content in those markets. So basically what I'm saying is not all markets are created equal. And in terms of our march to profitability, one of the ways we believe we're going to do that is by creating priorities internationally. Now, I think that is the key thing to be looking at here in this terms of priorities. Um, up till now, Disney Plus has been launching in a number of countries all around the world. It's in and over now about 150 countries and regions. It has had a massive explosion in terms of where it's available. Um, there are still massive pockets where it's not available. For example, in much of Africa, there's also some countries like Vietnam that haven't got it. And um, so, but there's also other issues like, you know, China and Russia, but that's a whole other situation. And so they've expanded massively and they've tried to kind of in some ways keep Disney Plus pretty much the same around the world, similar to what Netflix has done. However, they are now looking at the fact that not all countries are treated equal. And we've been seeing this a lot with Disney Plus Hotstar in India, where um, there was a massive um, like investment in new content and they were spending billions trying to get everyone in there. But the problem was, fundamentally, was every subscriber in India was essentially financially um, less worth them than they are in the US. For example, in the US, a Disney Plus subscriber is valued at around about um, $7 a month that they make from that person. Whereas in India, it's less than 60 cents. So therefore, when they say they lost like 12 million subscribers, um, that's a lot, but if you were to take um, the same amount of money that they lose and compare it to the US, it's probably be about, about a million subscribers. So you can see how the difference there comes in. Not all subscribers are treated equally. And in some countries as well, uh, the value of a subscription is much less. Um, there's a little bit of variance between them all. But there are some countries where they make a lot less. Um, for example, like um, Turkey. Um, I was doing a little bit of research this morning and you know they barely make, it's about like two euros or two dollars a month basically to have Disney Plus compared to other countries which you know they're making eight dollars uh, so in like in for example like in Turkey right now they are making a lot less per subscriber than they are in any other country and so this is why we're seeing them looking at Disney Plus and going right where are we spending a lot of money where are we not um, and that's why we're going to start seeing a lot less uh, international originals in those countries that are not bringing in enough money um, they're going to start making less. It's just a simple thing of making less movies and shows and stuff for that target audience because they're not getting the money back from it. And ultimately, Disney Plus and all streaming services and all movie studios are there to make money. They're not there producing this stuff just to have it out there. They're putting it there to try and get more money. And this is why 
I think, you know, we have seen a big drop in the amount of Turkish originals. They have been cutting a lot back. They've been sort of moving stuff over to linear and stuff because ultimately Disney Plus um, is just not pulling in enough money in there to warrant the amount of money they're spending. I think we're going to see a drastic cut back in the amount of content being made in Korea, a big drop back in the amount of content being made in Latin America and across Europe. There are still some countries that will still be required to make a certain amount, but I think Disney are going to try and get away with doing the least amount they can. Um, they have said about like doing less priority of different shows and stuff, and I think we're going to see that moving forward. I still think there's going to be some, you know, like like here in the UK and in Canada and Australia and like Japan and Korea. I still think we're going to be seeing lots of original content um, coming from those countries, but in countries where they are not making so much money, I think they're going to just start um, first off cutting back on the originals. I personally would rather them kind of maybe go down the idea of maybe putting ads on first and trying to just see if they can kind of keep things rolling. But they might also completely pull out of some countries. Now, um, again, this is all going to come down to whether or not Disney are making enough money in those regions to make it worthwhile doing it. I generally have a feeling that, you know, the like, English-speaking countries are less likely to be um, removed from because their core product works so much easier there. But internationally, we might see them return to licensing stuff out or even just like pulling back, you know, maybe you don't get um, as much stuff. And we've been seeing a little bit of a change this past year. For example, like with dubbing, um, they used to put um, all the originals being dubbed in all the different different languages. That has been drastically cut back. A lot of the originals now are being released and they only have one or two uh, different languages. Some have a bit more. Some of the big tentpole pictures and films and shows and stuff do have a lot more options because especially with the films, they can put them out. I'm in cinemas and they can get more money that way, but some of the maybe lesser known shows and films they're not going to do in documentaries and stuff. So they have been cutting back. You've been seeing, if you go in and have a look, there's a lot less options now to where they used to be. For example, I looked at Weekend Family. A lot less different options for the second season as there was for the first one. And a lot of the new ones coming out now don't even really have those options because audiences aren't watching them in the same way. While we've had a lot of success, we saw with like Netflix, with like Squid Game, not all of the international originals are pulling in those kind of audiences. So I think they're looking at reducing the cost. And you might be thinking like with dubbing, well, how much difference does that make? Well, if you think of if you are making a show and then you are then going to be creating an audio track featuring actors doing the voice of all the different characters, they're then going to get um, directors in to do all that. You've got to like change all the wording. They then got to edit it, put it all together. So each country they're doing is additional costs, and it's all going to come down to whether or not that is cost efficient to do it. Now I think like animation is much easier for them to do it for than like obviously with um, like live action and stuff. But I, so I think we're just generally going to see a lot less. I know a lot of the US stuff arriving in different countries as well has had a lot less dubbing options available. I think it's not good. I don't think it's great. I mean, personally, to me, it's like if you're running Disney Plus in Sweden, you really want to be able to make sure everyone in Sweden can enjoy it and having it um, both subtitled and dubbed makes a lot of sense. But obviously, there's a lot of costs. And I think, you know, we've seen Disney Plus explode out the gate and maybe they've, they've just been spending too much and the streaming service has not been so profitable. So they're pulling things back. I think we're still going to see, you know, they will do whatever's popular will be where they go. Um, and I think we are just going to see a lot less. But then it does mean, I'm hoping in some ways, that if there's less international originals, they might then end up putting a bit more effort in trying to get um, everything else sorted in those countries because that would make a little bit more sense to making less stuff can do a little bit better. But yeah, we are going to see a drastic cutback in what we're seeing internationally. And that is something that we have to be aware of. We have to understand why. 
you know, Disney is there to make money. And if those in some countries and these originals are not bringing in enough income, they are likely to be cut. You know, they're not going to continue doing stuff continuously if they aren't making money. It, is, it, it does suck. Um, so we don't know which countries are going to go, when it could be. It could be years down the line. They could be doing a review right now and going like, okay, we're going to introduce ad tiers, see if that goes. But then if like, if the ad market in those countries is not financially worth the, the bother, because that's the other thing, you know, in countries where they maybe make a lot less, um, they might be going, well, does it, is it actually worth it? Or is it just better just to license it out or just run a basic basic service subtitles have the access to certain stuff and just be like that's the basic stuff it's going to be tricky to see how this goes because we have we've kind of got used to this idea of disney plus becoming a global platform like netflix but i think the other streaming platforms are going to have the same um problems some of the bigger studios like for example warner brothers and comcast and paramount haven't been planning to do full global launches lionsgate last week revealed that they were pulling out latin america and just focusing on certain countries you see now that they did this expansion of trying to get as many subscribers as possible isn't really what they're after now now they're looking to make as much money as they can and yeah we're going to see some big changes like i said no confirmation of any country losing disney plus yet um it's and i think we are there might be some changes but whether or not we see i would imagine more likely going to see countries like being reduced in the amount of originals maybe reduce the marketing um cut back on the dubbing etc they can maybe claw back some of the costs and keep that platform running as it is. But yeah, Bob Iger's definitely put the word out there that things might change. And I, But I do not believe that in a country where Disney Plus is profitable and making money, they are not interested in closing it down. It's, that's, so I wouldn't worry too much. But there is obviously that risk in some low countries and stuff that they might, they might look at it. There's been a lot of talk of Disney like selling assets in India. Um, I personally don't think they're going to sell Disney Plus Hotstar. I don't think that's really something they would do. They could sell off the linear networks that they're doing in the US and other countries, maybe get rid of their star studios. But I think we, we probably are going to see a lot less originals coming in general from all over the world. But let me know what you think of all this. I'd love to hear your thoughts on all of this in the comments below. Disney's also revealed that it's going to be showing the Miley Cyrus Disney Plus original special Endless Summer Vacation. It's going to be coming to the ABC network on Thursday the 24th of August at 10 p.m. at 9 p.m. Central. This isn't the first time we've been seeing Disney putting these um, Disney Plus or Hulu originals on to their uh, linear networks. It's a great way of putting original content on there for uh, linear customers to enjoy. Also, it increases the, the viewership of it and just gets a little bit more value out of those shows. So we're probably gonna see a little bit more of this, but if you're a fan of Miley Cyrus and you don't have Disney Plus, at least you can watch it soon on ABC. Okay, let's now talk about what's new on Disney Plus today. So um, the big new release around the world and on Hulu in the US, Star Plus and Latin America, was a new episode of Futurama. So you can check that one out. It's such a fun little episode where they're kind of all like going into and get shrunk down and go into um, a cat tray. It's it's pretty disgusting in what's going on there, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed the show, but definitely check that one out. Also, um, in the US and in Canada, the fourth season of Solar Opposites arrived. So in the US, you got all of the episodes from season four on Hulu. In Canada, you just got the first four episodes. I don't know why that happened, and more are going to be coming at a later date. But at a later date is when the rest of the world is going to be getting it, like the UK and Australia. Really weird release schedule. Don't know what they're doing. A little bit of an experiment. I don't know, but... Seems odd, but I'm looking forward to watching Soul Opposites when it arrives. Unfortunately, we just got to wait a 
few more weeks for it for us here in the UK. But obviously if you're in the US and Canada, you're fine. But let me know, you're gonna be checking out Solar Opposites or Futurama, let me know in the comments below. In our comment today, which comes from Brendan, he said it's actually interesting. Adam Devine recently came out in an interview talking about how he blames Marvel for not having any R-rated comedies in cinemas nowadays and how they've taken away all of that. Um, Brendan agrees with him. I just wanted to know my thoughts on that. So I think in general, I th the, the big problem is streaming and just like the way we ha have stuff now. Um, we do watch films differently and certain genres have been hit much harder than others. Marvel superheroes, I, I think they did, they kind of took over and become the core thing that a lot of people went to do because they were big event movies. And I think that's kind of the big issue now is most people when they go to see a film, it's a big event. You don't get them very often. Barbie Oppenheimer weekend was that kind of event. Um, you do get these kind of ones that are big things. I mean, I think back of like, you know, my time going to cinemas and stuff, if you like, I feel like when Jurassic Park came out, you know, it was queued around the block. When Titanic came out, the whole, us as a whole family went and see it. Or when Lord of the Rings, it was, you know, there was sometimes you get these big movies in like Endgame. I mean, just seeing event, um, Endgame at, at cinemas, it was packed, you couldn't get in. Very different and not every film is equal. And I think streaming at home, it does mean now that you, these certain movies, you don't need to. And especially, you know, with going cinemas costs a lot of money. Um, comedies have really suffered. And now I think there's a couple of things in that. I think first off, um, comedy as a whole is in a very different situation right now. What some people think is comedy, other people don't. The comedy doesn't quite hit the same and therefore there's less appeal because of who they're trying to make fun at and what they're trying to do is more tricky to do than it used to be years ago. And I think that's fundamentally a big issue that you got to think about with comedies. Now Adam's comment about Marvel became pretty much it. Now he's recently had a really big hit. I think is it the um, on a movie on Netflix, which um, can't think of the name. It also starred Pierce Brosnan. Now I watched it a couple of weeks ago. I really enjoyed it. I it was stupid. It was an Adam Sandler film. I like those kind of movies, but they always tend to. You don't need to see it at the cinema on the big screen when you've got big screens at home. You just don't need to. There's no element of like you need to watch it. Um, just watched the new Gal Gadot film over on um, Netflix over the weekend. And again, it's an extraction on Netflix. These kind of films are stuff that you used to go cinema and see, but they're just, the market's not there anymore. And people aren't going in the same way they used to. Um, and comedy, I feel, is one of those areas that people have just not gone back in the same way. Younger kids, and a lot of the, you know these films have to appeal to younger kids and they have to have a broader appeal. I think comedy as well is in a situation that there's a lot of, that doesn't, Cross generations as much. A lot of the stuff that you know youngsters maybe find funny, older people you know aren't going to be maybe in on it, or it's going to seem cringe to them because they're aiming at an older audience. Comedy is just very tricky, and I do feel like you know they used to make a lot of them. There was a lot. I used to. I mean, I had stackfuls of movies that were comedies. I like. I like watching comedies. They don't make enough anymore because, again, there's so many different reasons. But yeah, I, I, it is a. It is a strange, but. I think ultimately it's because the audience shifted and they stopped going cinemas and it is a shame and I think like Adam he's you know he's the classic kind of um comedian kind of like actor kind of thing that that, that you know he's found his niche but that niche just doesn't pull in the same audience that it used to but you know, there was days like with Adam Sandler and stuff and Jim Carrey they were putting out massive comedies and they were huge they were huge films we just don't get that nowadays, which is a shame because I do like those big kind of tempo films. You know, Dumb and Dumber and, you know, that was a huge hit. And just, you know, The Waterboy, those kind of films, you know, they all hit, but they just probably just wouldn't be released now. They just would not, they would not pass the test and people would not. And also they've had to keep 
getting more and more edgy and all the rest of it so yes it's very tricky but let me know what do you think of like the state of comedies right now what do you think of it let me know about all that in the comments below go check us out over at what's on at disneyplus.com like follow and subscribe and i shall see you guys soon bye guys